Hey everybody, Andy Cavernon here with another Cornerstone Connection Daily Devotional. I wonder, have you ever been in a season of life where you're sort of at your end? Maybe it's at work and you've had a big project to do for many months and it keeps piling up. There's more detail, there's more things that are required of you. And you think, man, I, I don't think I have any more to give. You're sort of at your end. Maybe you're a parent and you're at home with your kids and you've been pulling out every bag, uh, every trick that's in your bag and you're, you're working hard to help your kids, but they're going through a transition and things just aren't clicking. And you're thinking, I don't, I don't know that I got any more. I don't know how I can do this. Those are tough places to be, but I wonder if perhaps that's precisely where God would have you uh, for that season to do something more in your life. And, and the reason I, I think that that's possible is because of what we read in Genesis chapter 32. Uh, for those of us that have been, been on the daily Bible reading plan here at Cornerstone, we've been reading about this man, Jacob, in the book of Genesis. And of course, Jacob is the one who grasps at heels, right? He's the one who was born after his twin brother Esau, but he was pulling at his heel on his way out of the womb. And, and his life's been like that ever since. He's been managing and even manipulating his situation to get what he wants. He's been striving with those around him in order to, to achieve and to earn the blessing. And God looks at Jacob, and, and I, I'm convinced that the text indicates that he, he looks at Jacob and he realizes or he, he observes, this man is striving so hard, he needs to stop because I want to do something different in him. I want to do something better. And as Jacob leaves his uncle Laban with his, his family and, and this family that he's worked for for 20 years, he's endured the manipulation, ironically, of his uncle and, and, and all of this difficult situation, he now finds himself back on the edge of the promised land about to meet his brother Esau. And what does he do? He goes into operator mode. He goes into leader mode and he starts to try to manufacture again a situation where he'll mitigate the consequences for his awkward awkwardness, his awkward situation with his brother and so that his brother will accept him and his family. And he sends his people out ahead of him. And there's this poignant moment where Jacob is left alone. And I wonder, uh, and actually I observe, I think that's precisely where God wanted him to be. Look at this in Genesis chapter 32. Starting in verse 22, it says, That night Jacob got up and he took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and he crossed the ford of the Jabbok. And after he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. Okay, Everything's ready. The T's are crossed. The I's are dotted. Everybody in his family, all his possessions, they're, they're poised for what's to come. Jacob has managed the situation. But now he's left alone. And finally, in this moment, I'm convinced that Jacob is, is per perhaps looking around, wondering, okay, here we go, what's to come? This is the moment that God moves in. Listen to this, verse 24. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. <laughs> here Jacob's all by himself, and this guy shows up, and they start wrestling. Isn't that crazy? They start wrestling all night long. They wrestle until daybreak. And listen to this, verse 25. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, when the man saw that he couldn't overtake Jacob, this man who'd been grasping at heels and striving, when the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Why would that happen? Well, we're going to see in the text that this was no ordinary man. This man was God. 
And, and, and Jacob had been wrestling with God all night. And it's, the text indicates that, that, that God saw that he couldn't overpower Jacob. I'm convinced what that means is not that God wasn't capable of it, but that Jacob was resilient. He was stubborn. He was unwilling to relent to this man that he was wrestling with. But then, in a demonstration of his power, God says, okay, enough's enough. Jacob, you're busted. (laughs) And quite literally, he touches the socket of his hip and his hip goes out of joint. And Jacob walks with a limp ever, ever after. Jacob is broken before God. And verse 26 says, Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, even after his hip is out of his socket, he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Jacob still doesn't get it. He's striving. He's, he's trying to manage the situation. He's trying to get something. He recognizes this is no ordinary man, and he wants a blessing. What does the man say? How does he reply? The, the man asked him, What's your name? What's your name? And that's kind of weird for us. I mean, uh, wouldn't they have already maybe established that? Uh, When we ask somebody their name in our culture, it isn't that big a deal. But But in ancient times, in this culture, in this Hebrew culture, to ask somebody's name was to demonstrate your authority over them. And if you gave them your name, you were submitting to their authority. And so here this man who is God, who's touched Jacob's hip and broken him, says, hey man, what's your name? What does Jacob do? He finally says, uncle. He says, Jacob. The text says literally, Jacob, he answered. He gives him his name. He submits to his authority. And then the man said, look, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. (laughs) Israel. Not Jacob, he who grasps at heels, but Israel. He who strives with God because you've struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. (laughs) You're finally at a place where I, I I can use you, Jacob. You're finally at a place where you're broken before me and now your striving can stop and you can be ready for my blessing to come through you. Jacob said, please tell me your name. Jacob's not quite done yet. <laughs> he wants the name of this man. What happens? The man doesn't submit to Jacob's authority. It says, but he replied, why do you ask my name? And then he blessed him there. Look, Jacob, you don't need to know my name. I'm the one in charge here, not you. For the first time in your life, you need to submit to me. I'm not going to give you my name, but I am going to bless you. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it's because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Friends, Jacob walked with a limp after meeting with God, but that was precisely where God wanted him to be. Are you struggling today? Maybe you're at your end. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're, you're broken. Maybe, maybe you, just, you, you just can't manage your situation anymore, and you're not quite sure what's in front of you. Look for God there. Perhaps God would say to you, hey, I've come and I want you to submit to me. I I don't want you to manage your situation. I want you simply to look up and to recognize that I am God. Submit to God today, be broken before him, and, and be ready to watch God work. God bless you, friends. Have a great day, and Lord willing, we'll see you again soon on the Cornerstone Connection.